Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Soundprints for the week of January 14, 2018. Now that the new year is here, it's time to make sure that you have a new calendar and planner so that you can keep up with all those medical appointments, important dates, and deadlines. The ACB Mini Mall has a very nice large print planner that's perfect for the task. It's a spiral-bound book with plenty of room to write information for every day of the year. This is great for anyone low vision or sighted. Never miss a meeting at work or a doctor appointment again. No more forgetting about those birthdays, deadlines, kids' ball games, or conference call meetings. Planners are on sale now at the Mini Mall. For more information, call the ACB Mini Mall at 877-630-7190. Last week we told you about the 2018 ACB Scholarships. Information and details on how to apply are on the ACB website at www.acb.org. The deadline is February 15. The Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, CCLVI, also awards scholarships every year. They present three Fred Scheigert scholarships, $3,000 each, at each ACB convention. Deadline for applications for the Scheigert scholarship is March 15. Visit www.cclvi.org for more information. Finding work for a person who is blind or visually impaired is not an easy task. No matter what your interests may be, your level of education, or where you live, job hunting and finding a successful placement is often daunting. Shortly before Christmas, Ray Campbell, ACB secretary from the Chicago area, became a full-time employee of United Airlines, his dream job. But it didn't just happen. Ray is our featured speaker this week on Soundprints. He discusses not only this current job, but the many steps and paths along the way that he had to traverse to get to where he is today. We hope that some of you who are looking for a job will find Ray's comments on page 2 and his advice helpful. As the years go by, we often don't realize how much things change, at least on a daily basis. Cities grow, neighborhoods change, technology evolves, and we take it all in stride. Adam Rushevel was the proud purchaser of the 100,000 show OTR collection at the 2017 ACB Radio Holiday Auction. In exploring his new collection, he found the 8th Dragnet show, recorded in the early 1950s. It's Christmas time in the show, and Joe Friday is working hard to find a missing person in Los Angeles. Adam shares excerpts from the program on page 3. Listen in to see how the city has grown, 
According to Alexa, the population of the metro L.A. area was 13.5 million in 2015, and how the process for just making a phone call from city to city in the United States has changed over the past 65-plus years. And on page 4 is the Soundprints calendar. Page 2. Ray Campbell is the Secretary of the American Council of the Blind, and he is from Glen Ellen, Illinois, which is in the Chicago area. Ray, right at the end of the year, found out that he had had a new job, and it, it's kind of new. Um, it's a new full-time job, and given that we now are into a new year, 2018, and everybody's making New Year's resolutions and looking for new beginnings, I um, thought this would be a good time to chat with Ray about the new job and how he got to this point and maybe talk about how um, young people or maybe people that are just looking to get into a new area can, can do that and what are some pointers from Ray on how to get your dream job. So welcome, Ray, to Soundprints. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be back. Uh, been here many a times before and it's always a pleasure. Well, Right before Christmas, you posted a, a, a great email on the list, and um, it was about a, a new position that you had acquired, and it was a great Christmas present. So tell oh, us sure what was. happened. Well, well, um, I, um, it's, it's interesting. It's actually a uh, uh, now full-time position at uh, working at United Airlines in their e-commerce uh, area. Um, what I do, and what it's not necessarily the job itself isn't new, but uh, uh, being full-time is new and very nice because I get benefits and, and get flight benefits too, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, you'll be um, able to use those. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, um, so anyways, um, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm a senior accessibility analyst, and what that means is that um, I'm working uh, at United. Um, we're under a uh, Department of Transportation mandate to make sure that right now our website has to be fully accessible. Our kiosks, 25% of the airport kiosks, eventually will have to be accessible to people with disabilities. And um, we're thinking that the mobile app is going to have to be at some point, too, so we're trying to uh, you know, kind of get ahead of the curve on that one. So um, that's what I'm doing, working in pretty much all aspects of technology in uh, at uh, United, helping to not only, um, you know, I spent the last couple of years under a contract uh, position, which we'll get to in a minute, um, helping to get the website remediated for accessibility, did a lot of testing in that, and now it's a matter of making sure that we don't break what we've done and uh, you know, maintain all of that. So, so that's what um, that's what I'm doing. Well, and and you obviously enjoy the job, the area of work. Um, I mean, it it it's it's just it just fits. It, and <laughs> it does. Um, it does. I have a, a background in um, information technology. Mm -hmm. uh, going back several years uh, when yeah. I worked for AT&T and uh, then Lucent Technologies. And then I made a career change for about, oh, what would it be, nine years and worked in nonprofits uh, mm -hmm. for a while. And then really wanted to, although part of that was in adaptive technology, and then I really wanted to figure out how to get back into IT. And uh, 
So uh, I did some freelance work for a little while and uh, the United contract, which has now led to the full time. So, Ray, this this brings us to um, the uh, an area that I really want us to talk about. Over the years, you you have you've worked for for several companies. Um, you've done both full time and part time work. Um, as you just just mentioned, you've done some consulting, and it's it's sort of like. Um, there's been a lot of different steps along the way to get to this particular job. And to a young person starting out who's coming out of college or a person coming out of high school, um, what, what can, what should we say to them about how they get to this dream job? You know, sometimes people think, well, uh, I don't want to work here or I don't want to work there. Here's what I really want. So how do you get to that? How do you get, what are the steps along the way to get okay, to where well, you want to be? Well, there's nothing wrong with having a, a long-term goal with something that you want to do. Correct. Um, in fact, I, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's absolutely a very good thing. <laughs> uh, so, um, well, first and foremost, I would say get your education uh, because um, you you kind of start to think about what it is you want to do and make sure that you know what is required educationally to uh, to do that. Many jobs today, for example, require a bachelor's degree at, at the very least, and um, for the listeners may not know, but um, many many of them do. Maybe some of them don't. Um, I actually was a late bloomer in that. Realm. I went through an adult learning program at DePaul University and actually got my bachelor's degree a couple of years ago in 2015. And um, it, I had gotten an associate's you know, way back when, but uh, back in the 1980s. Boy, that makes me feel old. <laughs> yeah, it does, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> and, and so... Uh, um, and that, um, but I think the thing, I think the thing I would say to, to people is that, um, if you, if you, if you know what you want to do ultimately, um, first of all, take whatever opportunities are available to get into that kind of work that, you know, the, or to start moving into that kind of work, whatever it might be. You may have to take an unpaid internship in, in school, or, or hopefully a paid internship. But some of them are unpaid. So, uh, and the you, advantage of doing that would be the advantage of doing that is you get a foot in the door at mm -hmm. um, um, at a company maybe that you eventually would like to work for. Um, and some experience, you, even if exactly yeah experience. Uh, in mm -hmm. fact, um, it's pretty standard now, I believe, in school that. Um, a lot of career paths that you do have to uh, look at internships, and I think um, I think that we as blind people, you know, I hear, we hear a lot and we talk a lot about um, the difficulty for blind people getting jobs, and, and there are issues. I'm not going to sit here and say there aren't, but I think we've got to try to follow the, the path that everybody else has to follow as much as we possibly can. Obviously, we have unique needs, and, and we need to make sure that employers and you know potential employers are aware of those things but um i think the most important thing is that um you need to prove that you can do the job um so taking an internship is a good way to do that um maybe when you come out of school 
you're not going to get a full-time position right away. Maybe you, you need to to take a, a part-time position or a consulting position. There's nothing wrong with that um, because that, again, gets you experience. And if it's with a company you eventually want to work for, which it was for me, um, you get in there, number one, you're going to show them that you have the ability to do the job. But the other thing, the other piece of advice I would give is when you're in that position, uh, whether it's in, in some company as a consultant or uh, even in a part-time, talk to people. Let people know that you're interested, if you are, in uh, pursuing a full-time position with that company. And you know, the, you know, the say most important thing is showing that you can do the job. But I think the second most important thing is, you know, letting them know that you're interested, and you know. Let them know what other background and other skills you have that that maybe they can can leverage uh, for uh, to, for a position. And when you say talk to people, um, let's define people because sure. because people can be um, the admin person. It can be the person at the you know standing around the water cooler. Um, right. Person in the break yeah. room. I mean so. So who are the significant people in, just in general, in, in your work, in a work, uh, in a company, that you want to talk to? First and foremost, um, whether you're doing a part-time or a consulting position, you're going to have somebody at the company that you report to. Obviously, you're going to show that person what you can do, but talk to that person. Say, hey, you know, I'm really interested. Um, I really enjoy working here. Who are some other people that maybe I should set up meetings with and go talk with, and talk to them and you know about uh, about uh, you know identifying you know other leaders in the company that you can talk to, you know maybe um, what you're going to find is that uh, it may be a situation that hey I'd like to work for this company maybe not in this role, but um, again you know whoever you're working with if you know if you're good they're going to want to keep you but at the same time. If they're, if if the person you're reporting to is is you know the has any you know cares about you, which you hope you get them to do, uh, as you you know prove prove yourself, then they're they're going to help you identify folks that you can talk to. That was a case in point uh, with me, at, and and you may find out, as I did. Uh, when I went through, when I was going through this over two-year contract position at United. One of the things I was thought I was kind of interested in doing I was getting back into actually writing, you know, programming because I did that for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, as I talked to people and understood the programming languages and things that United was using, I thought, you know, not right now. I don't think I want to do that right now. So I, I looked at uh, some other uh, things and the position I have is actually in you know quality assurance um, type of work, and so um, I think that um, you know talking to the people that you report to is a starting point I'd say, and then you know take their advice and and meet with uh, like their director or you know whoever's the, their management is, and um, heck even go up to uh, don't be afraid to go up to. Uh, uh, you know, somebody that's maybe up have like a VP level. I did. Um, they're just people too, and um, you know, if 
if if you are good at what you do and you are showing that company your capabilities, word's going to get around. And even those leaders are going to be aware of what you're doing and the value that you're bringing, and um, they're going to be able to help you. I, I, I think what I hear you saying is um, that if you're working on a contract or even if you're even if you're doing a particular job part-time or get it, get your foot in the door and you're lucky enough to get that full-time job, don't just sit in your office or in your cubicle or at your desk and in whatever situation it is and, and just do your job and, and, and uh, um, don't associate with other people. What you're saying is get out of that chair and, and, and meet other, other people uh, no yeah, matter who I, they I, are I, in that. That's what I would say, yeah. I think. And, and I, and I think that, you know, and even just associating with people, you know, going to lunch with people, you know, one of the things that, um, uh, you know, we as blind people, I, I think sometimes, uh, I mean, fair or not, we have to work a little harder at that. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, you know, I, it may not be expected that you're going to get up out of that chair as much as, you know, or people might think, well, I have to go to him because he can't, you know, find my office or whatever and stuff. Prove him wrong on that. You know, hey, if if you need somebody to help you find so-and-so's office, you know, do it. I mean, if that's what it takes and or somebody give you some directions or, or whatever. Or, you know, a lot of times um, I, I have to go to meetings on, I work in the, Willis Tower in Chicago. Many may notice the Sears Tower, but it's uh, the Willis Tower now. So I have to go to, most of my work is done on one particular floor, but there are times I have to go to meetings on other floors. And I I just go to the floor and say, okay, I'm looking for such and such a room. Can somebody tell me where it's at or show me where it is? And, you know, generally people, and that's another way how you meet people too. And you, you, as you're walking to that room with somebody, you, know, you talk to them and say, hey, what do you do? Um, what kind of, what's what's that work like and what kind of things do you do and that sort of thing too and and um we we have to be and I know especially if somebody's not real outgoing it's a little harder but got to kind of force ourselves a little bit I think uh sometimes um into that but no definitely um show that just like anybody else that you can get up and and go and that you're willing to get up and go talk to the people that you need to talk to to get information or to exchange information or whatever it might be. And if you show your willingness to do that, uh, people are going to see that and uh, and stuff. And um, and uh, you know it's it's going to get recognized because one of the things we have to understand, I think, is blind people, and and that is, and this is something that my man my manager at United told me. She said. She said, "I got to be honest with you." She said, "When you first came here, this is about a couple months after I'd been there," and she said, "She said, she said, I got to be honest with you." She said, "We just weren't sure how it was going to go. We weren't sure if the people were going to have to hold your hand all the, to, to, <laughs> to do every and stuff like that." She said, "You've shown us that it's not like that," and and you know what that does, also, folks? It gets it helps other blind people down the road because that manager when they come across somebody else they say oh i had another blind employee he was pretty good or she was pretty good you know 
I'm, I'm going to take a chance. And, uh, well, and you never know when that person or someone else that you have come in contact with, sometimes maybe even a person you don't even know, um, but, but someone who uh, sees or is aware of that kind of job, that person, they might leave United and they may suddenly be working at Delta or they might be working at a, right. a totally different kind of job five years down the road and some other blind person comes in to apply. Now, oh yeah, when I worked at United, I remember this guy that did this and that. And he was really good, you know. And, yeah. and you just never know who you are influencing because... Exactly. A lot and of people, many more people know you than you know. Absolutely, and people, and people, you know, especially in, um, you know, kind of a. You know, I work in an environment. Uh, if I can just describe it, it's kind of an open work, open workplace. It's we don't have cubicles really. Even we have a, you know, desk. There's a little partition between each work workspace, but mm-hmm. it's kind of the concept that Google kind of pioneered as far as, because what they're trying to encourage is collaboration, especially in technology. That's really important. That teamwork is really important. And um, so in a situation, especially like that, if you do a good job, people are going to know it and they're going to, and they're going to see it. And, you know, people are going to talk to each other. And that's the other thing I'd say too, is that, um, you know, take advantage of the opportunities to, you know, go to you know go out with your with your coworkers maybe you know occasionally to social things go out to lunch uh that kind of um that kind of stuff and uh and stuff and you, again you never know who you might meet i went to last year the uh, uh tree lighting in the uh, lobby of uh, willis tower uh <clears throat> last year and the person of the tree was our ceo uh, oscar munoz and i so I said to the person I was with, I said, you know, I'd really like to meet him. I said, if he's got a minute, I'd like to say hi to him. So, um, you know, the CEO came right over. He took talk to me, shook my hand. I mean, if you didn't know he was the CEO, this is he's the kind of guy that you wouldn't know because mm-hmm. he's so down to earth. Mm-hmm. But um, that took, I took a picture with him, and uh, it was really uh, it was really kind of a cool thing. Well, the other day when I did, because uh, going to full time, I had to actually go through an orientation. Well, he came into that meeting, and he said, "Yeah, I remember." He said, "Where?" He said, "Where didn't we meet somewhere before?" And I told him, "He said, yeah, yeah, I remember that." No, I don't know if we really did, but <laughs> you know, it was kind of cool that. Uh, sure. So don't be afraid to, you know, say hello to whoever you you, you talked with. It might be the CEO. It may be just some administrative assistant type person. They're all people, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you know, talking with different people, you learn a lot about the company too, and. And as I said earlier, you might learn that there's some other role maybe that you, you know, say, hey, you know, I don't know if I want to be full-time doing what I'm doing, but maybe there's some other full-time role that I want to pursue. And, you know, hey, you know, I I, I remember meeting so-and-so in that area. I'm going to talk to them and find out what skills I would need and, you know, what, you know, so that I can, you know, work to acquire those and maybe eventually move to that role. So, Ray, um you know, I, I think I first met you when you were working for Lucent. And mm-hmm. um, so, okay, you went from there, and then you worked at the, um, as the, at the tech desk, at uh, the help desk. Actually, before that, after Lucent, mm-hmm. uh, I went to, I uh, worked at the Center for Independent Living for about three years doing okay. 
uh, the work there with uh, mostly with blind and visually impaired uh, folks, uh, information okay. referral, advocacy work, that kind of stuff. All right. So you were doing all these things, and then you went back to school, and I want to come back to that going back to school in a minute. But um, but my question is, you you had you got out of school, um, you were doing some consulting work. How did you find out and get? How did, how does a person go about getting? Um, the contract job okay. like you had? Well, um, what happened in my case was I was actually doing consulting in uh, in uh, accessibility mm -hmm. uh, for another company and doing some doing different uh, you know, testing, training. And uh, how do you get things. into that? Well, um, I got into that because when I was working at the uh, Chicago Lighthouse in the Adaptive Tech uh, desk, I, um, I, I became aware just through some you know, contacts that, that I had. Uh, I'd started getting involved a little bit with a, uh, a technology group, uh, folks with disabilities. And um, through that, I found out that the previous company I worked for was wanting to get an accessibility um, practice going. And I thought, you know, maybe this is a way for me to, you know, have some work coming in, uh, so I have some money coming in, so I can eat. But That's a nice thing. School. Yeah, it sure <laughs> is. Also, finish school, mm -hmm. and um, because I had been working towards my bachelor's for a number of years, and uh, I, I wanted to finish it, and so uh, back in 2011, uh, I just I made a took a leap. Sometimes, sometimes you got to take a leap of faith, mm -hmm. and um, I left the lighthouse and. Uh, did you know freelance consulting work um, in the accessibility space to build up my experience while I was finishing school, and then um, I did finish school in 2015, as I mentioned. And I also got up on LinkedIn too. And mm -hmm. again, we, they, we always talk about networking and you know reaching out to to people. I think LinkedIn is a huge part of that and a huge way to make sure that you know people know you're out there and. Mm -hmm. um, what you can do. It was through LinkedIn that uh, the uh, the company that was recruiting for the uh, accessibility contract position at United actually reached out reached out to me and said, "Hey, we got this opportunity here. It looks like you've got some skills that uh, may be um, be uh, you know applicable to that." Oh. Um, and what do you you know? Are you interested? Well. Mm -hmm. When contractors reach out, they don't always tell you who it is at first. So uh -huh. I said, yeah, I'm going to take a look at it. I'm kind of curious about it. So it uh, turned out it was with uh, United Airlines. And I knew through my ACB work about the uh, the mandate for uh, accessibility under right. DOT. And so um, I um, said, okay, I applied and was interviewed and, and stuff. So I think, um, I think what I would say – the short answer is get out there and network, including using things like LinkedIn, because you never know who's out there looking. And that's what a lot of agencies go and look for people now is on services like LinkedIn. And they found me, and the rest is history. Wow. Okay, let's go back to the college. Mm -hmm. A lot of times today you'll hear, I mean, obviously the 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 value of the high school diploma has greatly plummeted in the 
last few years, and you really do need some post-secondary education. Mm -hmm. the, the associate degrees always have kind of said, oh, we cut right to the chase, you know. You just don't have to take all these an, initial courses. And so sometimes people get those associate degrees, and they think, well, all I need is two additional years to finish my bachelor's. And I will tell you, since many, many, many years ago when I was a rehab counselor, it really frustrates me because they don't realize that sometimes, well, just let's say in accounting, if you take a cost accounting course as a in an associate degree, that cost accounting course isn't going to isn't going to transfer over, and suddenly you get credit for your junior or senior level course in a four year degree. So you got to take That's it again, right. and and so. Um, you you had gotten an, an associate degree in the 80s, and then you found it necessary to go back, and I'll bet you had to do more than two years of work. Oh, it was definitely more than two years' worth of work. It was. Um, I went through a um, a program called uh, at the DePaul University called the School for New Learning. It's geared for adult learners. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to be 24, in fact, to, at, at least 24 to get into that program. Mm -hmm. um, and um, uh, so... Um, but there were uh, uh, several competencies that they wanted you to have in order to graduate, not just your focus area, which in my case was computing, computer mm -hmm. science and that, mm -hmm. but they had other things, that, you know, college writing, you know, critical thinking, uh, mm -hmm. kind of a lot of soft skill type stuff. And, and those things uh, really are important. <laughs> yeah, they, oh, they sure are, and that's... Um, and that's, you know, we were talking earlier about uh, talking with people. That That's a soft skill. Communication is, mm -hmm. you know, being able to communicate uh, with people is, um, heavens, these days there are a lot of people that really can't <laughs> very well. Right. Um, but um, so, yeah, those are definitely things that um, they they wanted you to do. So I worked at it for, I can't tell you how many years it was, but it was a lot, a long time. And, um you know, it's just mainly because I was I was working in a large part. I was working full time during that time, and so you know, really could only take one class at a mm -hmm. time. So, mm -hmm. but it took a while. You're right, and uh, you know, finally, um, I got uh, I got it all uh, I got it all done. And uh, this was even with uh, the the uh, school for school for new learning program actually took a lot of previous college credit that I had and stuff. But even with that, it, it still took a while. And so it's, you know, you, you definitely not, um, I mean, you never know what's going to transfer and what won't. And right. so you really have to plan on more than a couple of years worth of work. Um, and that's then that's going almost full time. So, uh, right. If you want to go part time, it's yeah. even more. If, if, if hindsight being twenty twenty. If you were making that choice today, if if you knowing could know today, um, what if if it were you know back in the eighties, but you but you could look ahead and know uh, what you needed to get to where you needed to be, um, would you choose the associate degree out of high school? Probably not. Yeah, or, or would you just get that? You know, would your advice be to a person coming out, what I think I get would that do, degree or what? Well, what I think I would do is um, um, it depends on, I think it depends a little bit on where, kind of where you eventually want to get to. I, I think if I had it to do over again, I'd probably have just gone for the four-year degree and been and gotten the bachelor's and been done with it. Mm -hmm. um, but 
that would not mean, and, and this is the other thing I'd say to people, no matter what you do, whether you get the associate first and then go on for your bachelor's or whatever, you're always going to have to be updating your education. Right. And it doesn't mean you never have to do it anymore. That's right. That's exactly right. I mean, But what it could mean is that you get further along if you've, if you've got that four-year degree to start with, then it could mean that you get further along in that career exactly. path. Exactly. And, and you can, um, you know, always um, um, do, you know, my situation at my age, I'm probably not going to go for a master's. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, you know, it's, it's definitely, I definitely wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't have waited as long, obviously, as I did uh, to finish that up. I think I would have. Um, I think I would have probably worked a little harder if I'd found out about the DePaul program earlier in Mm -hmm. uh, my working life. I think I would have jumped right into that as opposed to I tried going to another school that didn't, and this was back in the late 80s, let's then, you know, we didn't, they didn't have all the accommodations that um, uh, DePaul did. And, 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 And that's another thing, too, I think I'd have to say, Carla, is that the Internet has opened up so much for our ability as far as education i mean heavens i did a lot of my snl school for new learning classes um i did them online so i didn't have to actually go anywhere so boy just you know back in when i came out of my associate program i mean we didn't have anywhere near or anything like that and so it was either you know you went to a class went, went you sat in a classroom and you know you had to figure out how to get your do your work, but also get your homework done and, and all those things. And, um, you know, now we have, and, and, you know, when you had to do stuff in the library, you had to get a reader and you had to, um, and there was still some of that I had to do, but uh, it was, uh, it was a lot easier. So yes. definitely yeah. today for young, young people today, I think are living in a great, great time because you've got so much access to so much stuff. It's almost information overload. And they're they're in a great a great period. Um, so definitely, I think I would have gone. And I and I think I think I would advise people go for as much education as you can as you can afford. You know, take into account uh, things like vocational rehabilitation, how much they can help you, um, scholarships, uh, grants, uh, loans, loans if you have to, um, and 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 that. But you know, get as much education as you can afford to get, and then, uh, you know, if it if it means an associate and then working and going to school, that's what you do. If it if you can swing it and just get the bachelor's right away, I'd say go go ahead and do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we certainly congratulate you on getting this position. Thank this you. This is this is just a great a great I, thing. I thank you. I, I've I've never I've as, as I've been telling people I've. I've had about a 31-year working career, and uh, I've never worked in a better place. I've never been happier, um, and uh, you know, it's just been real, real good to uh, see, you know, my hard work and you know my advocacy, self-advocacy to for this to uh, go. I have to share a quick story before we close, and that is. I have been at, asked, been you know, lobbying for a full-time position for quite some time, and you know they kept, you know, my manager kept saying, yeah, 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 we'll we'll, we'll work on that and stuff like that. Well, the the final thing that kind of put it over the top for me was 
that, um, and again, this goes back to having friends in the company and people that know you, was I was asked in October to go on a business trip out to California to work with one of our vendor partners on something and uh, for a couple of days and just went and did a, they, they thought, a, and I thought too, a pretty darn good job. And they were just very impressed with what I did. Well, the man, our managing director, his name is Mike, he said, he said, have we got this man converted over to full-time yet? And my management said, well, no, finance is holding it up and stuff. And he said, that's bull crap. That's, I was going to say something. I almost said something else. <laughs> I said, he said, that's bull crap. Let's get it done. That's what moved things forward. So, again, people know you more than you realize. And I had an ally there. Yes. And believe me, I'm, believe me I'm, I'm thank, I thanked him for yeah. his, his, his work. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, we uh we are certainly pleased to uh, that that things have worked out and uh it's just really exciting and I think that um you know you have a lot to say to um people coming along and looking for other positions whether they be young people or whether they be people trying to get into the consulting area i mean sure. it, you can be a, a great resource to people so really and appreciate I'm happy to do that yeah really appreciate you being on sound prince and um hope that things continue to go well in the future thanks carla i appreciate it and thanks to all the listeners out there and uh, happy new year to everybody Want to read digital talking books, download podcasts, and make superb recordings all while on the go? Now you can with APH's BookPort Plus. Its small size, quality recording, and unique capabilities make BookPort Plus an ideal replacement for earlier digital talking book players or inaccessible commercial recorders. Call the American Printing House for the Blind toll-free, 800-223-1839, or visit www.aph.org. Page three. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. NBC brings you Dragnet. Detective Sergeant, you're assigned to missing persons detail. You've never heard of Juanita Lasky. Los Angeles is a big city, 452 square miles, 3,356,969 people. Your job, find her. Dragnet, the documented drama of an actual crime investigated and solved by the men who unrelentingly stand watch on the security of your home, your family, and your life. For the next 30 minutes, in cooperation with the Los Angeles Police Department, you will travel step by step on the side of the law to an actual case from official police files. From beginning to end, from crime to punishment, Dragnet is the story of your police force in action. in Homicide. I'd like to place a call to Mr. Frank Renard in Murphy, Idaho, the number is 761. Frank Renard, Murphy, Idaho, 761. Yeah, that's right. The call's been cleared with the business office. All right. 
Uh, do you want me to call you back, Sergeant? No, I'll hang on. Okay, I'll place it for you. person's Friday. Yeah? We'll be right over. We didn't find her, but she's been found. Juanita Lasky just walked into the Chelsea Hotel. We went over to the Chelsea Hotel. Technically, our job was completed now. Juanita Lasky had been found. We went over to make out a routine report. The streets were pretty jammed with last-minute Christmas shoppers, so we walked the last block to the hotel. What's your guess, Jill? Let's ask her. Come on, let's go in. That looks like her over by the desk there. Yeah, pretty well memorized that face. Sergeant, this is Juan Little Lasky. Sergeant Siding, Sergeant Romero, Juanita. How do you do, Miss Lasky? How do you do? I'm sorry. I'm terribly sorry. Miss Waters told me. You mind telling us? Where have you been? Sergeant, I don't know. These last 12 days have been a complete loss to me. Miss Waters told me what happened. I went over to see my doctor. He said I had temporary amnesia. I have to have treatment. Oh, I see. What's your doctor's name, Miss Lasky? Dr. Rudner over on Crenshaw. Well, we're glad you're okay. Kind of had us going there for a while. Oh, sorry. Could I use your phone, Miss Waters? Oh, certainly. Help yourself. Thank you. Long distance. I'd like to place a person-to-person call to Mrs. Hannah Lasky. Fountain Green, Utah. That number is 14R2. Fountain Green, Utah, 14R2. That's right. Your name and number, please. Joe Friday, and this is Hempstead, 8594. Thank you. Rate operator. Fountain Green, Utah. Route and night person rate from Los Angeles. TC Mount Pleasant, Salt Lake, night person 140. Through Salt Lake. 
Call Blake. Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant. Fountain Green. Mountain Green. Fountain Green. 14R2. Mrs. Hannah Lasky, Los Angeles, California, calling. Thank you. Ringing operator. Hello. Mrs. Hannah Lasky, please. Los Angeles, California, calling. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Hang on. I'll, I'll get her. Waiting on your party, sir. Thanks. Getting through all right, Joe? Yeah. Lucky. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hello, Miss Lasky. Yes? Just a minute, Miss Lasky. Juanita. Yes? You're wanted on the phone. Oh, who is it? Just say hello. She'll take him there. Let's go, Ben. Hello? Yes. Hello, Mother. Come on, Ben. Yes, I'm all right. Mother, it's so good to hear your voice. See you tomorrow, Joe. Merry Christmas. Yeah, it is, isn't it? The story you have just heard is true. Only the names were changed to protect the innocent. Upon further examination by competent medical authorities, Juanita Lasky was found to be suffering from periodic spells of amnesia. She was given treatment, and a complete cure was effected. You have just heard the eighth in a new series of authentic cases from official files. Technical advice for Dragnet is furnished by the Los Angeles Police Department. Tonight's program is dedicated to Corporal Grady A. Beecham of the 9th Precinct Metropolitan Police Force, Washington, D.C., who, on the night of December 2nd, 1948, gave his life so that yours might be more secure. Dragnet came to you from Los Angeles. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Page 4, The Sound Prince Calendar. On January 17, the Library Users of America will sponsor a Library Without Walls conference call. It's at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and participants are invited to share two books that take place west of the Mississippi River. They can be a Western, a contemporary or historical book, fiction or nonfiction. Please share the correct book title and where the book can be found. The phone number is 515-603-3151, and the code is 582-2255. On January 19, the Greater Louisville Council of Blind will have its next roundabout, 3.30 to 10 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. This week's roundabout will include iPhone tips and family tree ideas and other individual activities from 3.30 to 5 p.m., discussion time with a speaker from 5 to 6, dinner 6 to 7, $5 per person, and bingo from 7 to 10 $2 per person, along with other cards and crafts. For more information, call 502-895-4598 to sign up. On January 20, 
Savvy will have a Braille celebration. The Support Alliance for the Visually Impaired invites children 6 to 12 and their families to drop by and learn about the history of Braille, discover alternatives for reading and writing Braille, and decode some Braille messages. At the Davies County Public Library, 2020 Frederica Street in Owensboro. For more information, call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418. The activity takes place from 10 a.m. to 12 noon at the Davies County Library. Also on January 20, National Braille Month, celebrating Louis Braille and La Procede. From 1 to 3 p.m., for Louis Braille's 209th birthday, APH is joining with students at the Kentucky School for the Blind to tell the story of tactile books for the blind at the APH Museum, 1839 Frankfort Avenue in Louisville. Free for all ages, but registration is required. Call 502-899-2213. On January 21, the KSB Alumni Board will hold its next meeting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time by conference call at 605-475-6006. On January 22, Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana will have a membership conference call at 7 p.m. Eastern, by phone, 605-475-6006, intercode 294444. Any guide dog user in Kentucky is welcome to attend. January 24 is the Bluegrass Council Support Group meeting in Lexington from noon to 2 p.m. at the BCB office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. RSVP or for more information, call 859-259-1834. On January 25, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its next support group meeting from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. This is a great activity for those who are experiencing vision loss or who have had low vision for several years and have questions about how to handle life with low vision. It's at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. For more information, call 502-895-4598. On January 26 is the Statewide Rehabilitation Council meeting at the McDowell Center in Louisville. The meeting is from 9.30 to 2.30 p.m. Committees begin meeting at 9.30 with the full meeting of the Kentucky Office for the Blind, SRC, beginning at 11.15. For more information, call Jennifer Wright at 502-564-4754. January 26 is also a GLCB roundabout. iPhone tips and tricks, genealogy, and other individual activities, 3.30 to 5 p.m. The tip sheet from 5 to 5.30. Page turners where you can share a good book. And the meeting of the Tri-State Library users from 5.30 to 6. Dinner, $5 per person from 6 to 7. And word games and other games and crafts from 7 to 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, call 502-895-4598 in Louisville. On the calendar for February are the following events. On February 1, the American Council of Blind Lions will have its next conference call. This is a monthly meeting where it's your opportunity to share activities from your local Lions Clubs. The number is 712-432-3900 and the code is 796096. The meeting is at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. On February 2 is the GLCB quarterly meeting. Doors will open at 3.30 p.m. 
Bargain Table and Registration at 4.30. Program and Speakers, 5 p.m. Dinner at 6, followed by Business at 7. All activities will end by 8.30. The cost is $5 per person. On February 4, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its monthly committee meetings. 7 p.m. is Advocacy. 8 p.m. Education, Activities, and Technology. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. On February 6th, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its next monthly meeting on the conference line at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. Open to anyone statewide who is experiencing low vision. Bring your questions, comments, and tips. February 8, Cooking Class with Tess Flynn. 1 to 2 p.m. at the BCB office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. RSVP at 859-259-1834. Also, on February 8th, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its next support group meeting in Louisville from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries. Call 895-4598 for more information. On February 8th, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its next conference call meeting at 7 p.m. The telephone number is 605-475-4700 and the code is 155-619. On February 9th, GLCB will hold its next roundabout. Individual activities from 3.30 to 5, discussion time and tip sheet, 5 to 6, dinner, 6 to 7, $5 per person, bingo, $2 per person, and cards and crafts from 7 until 10 at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. Call 502-895-4598 to sign up. On February 10 is the next GLCB board meeting at 11 a.m. on the conference line at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On February 11, KCB Next Generation for the under 40 age group will meet at 8 p.m. by telephone. This is their regularly scheduled monthly meeting and it's at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On February 24, Landscapes for your fingertips, 10.30 to 12.30 p.m. at the American Printing House for the Blind. Use textures, shapes, and layers to add depth and movement when creating tactile artworks for new and remembered landscapes. Taught by guest artist Jennifer Palmer. At the APH Museum, free but best for adults and children 8 and up. Registration is required. Call 502-899-2213. February 24-27 is the ACB Mid-Year Meeting in Alexandria, Virginia. February 24 will be the ACB Board Meeting. February 25, the Affiliate Presidents Meeting. February 26, the Legislative Seminar and Training. And February 27 is Capitol Hill Day. For more information, visit the ACB website at www.acb.org. And looking ahead to the summer, the 57th 
annual ACB Conference and Convention will be held from Friday, June 29 to Friday, July 6 in St. Louis, Missouri. It'll begin with a visit to a Cardinals baseball game and end with lots of history with Mark Twain and in Hannibal, Missouri. For more information, visit the ACB website at www.acb.org and listen to sound prints from many convention features in the coming months. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.